Hey, everybody. This is Ricky D with Best Flicks. I'm here with Ryan Archuleta. How you doing, Ryan? Doing well. How are you, Ricky? Doing very good. It's been a good week. I'm glad tomorrow is Friday. Yes. Uh, today we're going to talk about I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. It's a Netflix original show. Uh, first couple of things I wanted to hit on, though. Of course, I am part of the Twist My Arm Network here on Best Flicks with Ricky D. Recently, we've been doing the Sudden But Inevitable rewatch here at Twist My Arm. Uh, we're up to over 300 downloads, which I find really exciting. The idea that 300 different people are tuning in and listening to what I have to say. Uh, not something I thought I'd have, I'd get to say again. So, uh, very excited to have some listeners over at Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. But today, I'm here with Ryan. Uh, Ryan is known as Alva Fox on Instagram. That's A-L-V-A underscore F-O-X-X on Instagram. I've got some of his paintings hanging out behind me, even though this isn't a video podcast. Uh, he's got some really cool stuff, so check out his art. Actually, uh, there, there might not be an underscore in between there. Nope. No. All right, I will make sure, and I'll put it in the show notes. That way we know for sure if anybody's listening, they can hunt you down and check out some really cool art. What's your favorite piece that you've made recently? Oh, recently. I actually just made a Mandalorian one um, that I've been really... Um, enjoying um and then i do a lot of i guess it's uh, octopus art i like painting <laughs> octopuses so i mean i've just got a threadless account so you can uh, get a couple designs on there for t-shirts and hoodies and uh masks and everything that uh tentacles on a mask that could be kind of cool right like a davy don't jones situation <laughs> mm-hmm All right, so this is the episode about I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. I wanted to talk about uh, Tim Robinson is kind of a guy that you either do or don't know, I feel like. Uh, Ryan's getting attacked by his cat pickets right now. Uh, very adorable. But Tim Robbins, Tim Robinson, I'm going to make that mistake a couple of times, Tim Robinson, uh, he, was, he, is, he is an SNL writer. He's been in very few sketches, but he does write for SNL. Uh, he's also on, he make, he's got his own show over on Comedy Central called The Detroiters. One of my favorite jokes from that show is when he's introducing himself to like some kind of corporate client kind of guy. Uh, the man is telling him, you look really tired. Are you sleepy? Are you sleep deprived? And Tim Robbins has these giant black circles around his eyes all the time. And it looks like he's tired. But the character, or actually Tim Robbins, is just going, no, that's just, that's just my face. <laughs> that's just the shape of my skull. And uh, it, it, it makes these dark rings. So, and everybody just keeps going, you look really tired. And he's like, that's just my face. <laughs> so... I really enjoy the Detroiters, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about I Think You Should Leave, featuring Tim Robinson, got it correct, and the plethora of wigs that he gets to wear on that show. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the one he's, where he's trying to unload all those, uh, uh, you know, movie props with the, um, 
the Stanzo brand fedoras. <laughs> <Yeah>. 50 <laughs> black slick back hair wigs. <laughs> yeah. But he's always got these very bizarre women's, like, stern women's wigs on, and it always looks funny. But let's start out. What was your favorite skit? My favorite skit of all time is, oh my gosh, it's almost a tie between uh, the recording studio uh, where that guy's playing almost a Johnny Cash tune and then he starts singing about skeletons and worms. It's also the night that the skeletons came to life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They came from under the ground (laughs) and from all over. They'll pull your hair up, but not out. (laughs) Yeah. No, I love that one, too. Yeah, and then that's probably tied with the the office one where they're having a meeting and they put the whoopee cushion on his chair. (laughs) (laughs) That one. What's the joke exactly? (laughs) If I farted, you'd all be puking your pretty little guts out yeah, right now. Right. <laughs> I fart way louder. <laughs> That's interesting. I was a little concerned we would have all of the same favorite skits. So it's good. I don't. I actually don't have either of those written down. Oh, okay. I might have gotten... Yeah, I've got The Night the Skeletons Came to Life all the way down at the bottom of my list. Oh, so, okay. Awesome. I uh, love the skit, but it just it didn't show up. As it, it wasn't a super important one as I was writing them down. Right, right, right. Um, uh, go ahead. Yeah, how about how about your favorite skit? All right. Uh, so, I started the se- I restarted the season from the beginning. It's only seven episodes. Uh, the episodes are under twenty minutes, so this is a really quick watch. But I was writing down almost every skit from the first two episodes. Right. The first one's I mean, just out of the gate. It's just so good. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend just starting off the first episode of this show and you either will love it or you will hate it and you'll know exactly what to do with the other six episodes. <laughs> yeah. So the very first skit, has this ever happened to you? <laughs> oh, the like, lawyer one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I also like the interview one where he's opening the door. That's oh, in the first That episode. was the first skit, yeah, you're was, right. Yeah, that's the opening That one. is the first skit. Uh, he's doing an interview and he, uh, he stands up to leave. He shakes the guy's hand and then he walks up to a door that says push and he starts yanking it. And the interviewer is like, I think you're just supposed to push that door out. And he goes, I was here yesterday. It goes both ways. (laughs) And he's just pulling on this one way, like commercial door, just yanking on until it just bends backwards and just ruins the entire frame. It was it's stupid, but it's funny. Right. It's It just sets the tone for the whole, like you said, like you'll either love the first uh, skit or you'll hate it and you'll know what to do with the rest. But it just sets the tone of how ridiculous some of the skits get. And just just in that one skit, just the eye contact with the, the interviewer, just the whole time he's opening that door and then eventually like drool comes out of his mouth. And then he's like, I hope to hear from you soon. <laughs> <laughs> And then back to the, has this ever happened to you? That skit goes on so much longer than it should. (laughs) It It starts out with him, like, getting hail damage or some kind of damage to his house. And he hires some people to come over and repair the damage. 
And all of a sudden, they're, like, taking turns going in and out of his bathroom. And then somebody <laughs> pretends to put their toilet, their foot in the toilet, and he's stuck. So I tried to go help the guy, but then he pulled his, pulled his foot right out of the toilet, and he wasn't even stuck. And then they started running around, and they kept shouting, Turbo Time! And I wanted to run around, too. And they said, no, you're not part of the Turbo Team. <laughs> yeah. And then the skit continues from there. And they, like, replace his toilet with a toilet that's got a joke hole just for farts. Yeah. <laughs> and he finds a receipt in the trash for a joke, a toilet with a joke hole in it. And it's like, God, this skit should have been done, like, several acts ago, but it just keeps on going. Yeah. And he finds a lot of weird humor in it. It's a lot like that um, episode where it's for some sort of medication and uh, – or – something like that or procedure and he ends they end up in like a recording studio and <laughs> it, it just goes it, it goes on for so i mean that's part of the reason why i like the whole show is because it it's really hard to predict what's going to happen next <laughs> yeah now that skit you're talking about it's that like i've been watching this show from my computer mm-hmm. and i'm just like yeah okay it's tim robinson it's i think you should leave now i think you should leave now and all of a sudden that like infomercial for a spine specialist comes up yes and i look over at my tv like i don't get infomercials on this tv i'm just connected to streaming there shouldn't be any infomercials and then tim robinson shows up and he's like i could finally beat up my dad (laughs) yeah it's 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 yeah i mean and then it rolls into the music studio like you said and it's like it's just i don't know what's going on but I'm having a ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just takes you in directions you would just never think it would go. Which is part of the appeal, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your... What's another one that you had? Um, Oh, the magician skit. Where uh, the magician... Uh, the guy's out with his wife, Tim Robinson. And uh, the magician calls oh. him up and just... <laughs> it's just making really just banter really and mm-hmm. just jokes on stage and then um he gets home and his wife is like why didn't you stand up for yourself like <laughs> you make 10 times as much as that guy <laughs> right and it should be like she should just be laughing along with the comedian and the entire audience but if they kind of flip who's the protagonist and who's the antagonist and instead of yeah I'll get into that again later. But yeah, I also agreed that was a good one. Uh, what about Fred Willard on the piano? Oh, that that is definitely one of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the funeral. And then at the end of that skit, the guy in the casket actually smiles. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, everyone loves, I feel like, uh, seeing actors break a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so funny. Yeah, but I just want to explain to people that are listening fred willard on the piano they like cut into a church in the middle of a funeral and they're like oh well our regular piano player isn't around so we've got a replacement piano player and there's fred willard with this like comically big piano with all these bells and whistles and he's got a stack of plates next to him and he's just like working the bellows with his feet and he's pulling all these chains to honk all the whistles and he's chucking plates behind him and they're shattering on the ground and like that's what he considers funeral music right yeah (laughs) it's just 
It's so funny. They're like, just in the beginning, he's like, and um, the normal pianist is uh, out sick today, so we have our replacement, and it looks like he brought his much larger organ. <laughs> yeah. How about Bart Harley Jarvis? You remember that? Actually, that was the baby contest. Yes. The, that was on my list of uh, least favorites. No kidding. Yeah. I lost it when there were people in the... Uh, so the Bart Harley Jarvis skit was... It was basically a uh, baby, like, who will be baby of the year, prettiest baby competition. Uh, it was run by Sam Richardson. He, you might recognize him from Veep. He is uh, the uh, he's one of the assistants. He's oh, let me take a look, see what else he's in. I was wondering what else he was from. I, I know I'd seen him before, and I've watched a few episodes of Veep with you, but I just couldn't place him. Uh, he's in he's uh, the other main lead in Detroiters, like I mentioned. He's in Veep. He's in. That's really all I'm seeing. I feel like I know him from more though. Maybe it's just that I really loved him in Veep. But, uh, yeah, Sam Richardson, he is the host of the show, and he's in a lot of these skits because he's friends with uh, Tony... Tim Robinson. <laughs> Not Tony Robbins. Tim Robinson. Uh, so he's the host of this baby competition, and he's showing off, here's this pretty baby, here's this pretty baby, and then he goes to the third one, Bart Harley Jarvis, and he's got a bandana do-rag on, He's in, like, leather motorcycle get-up. And there's people in the audience going, Fuck you, Harley Jarvis! Get the fuck out of here! And, like, there's just... Everybody in the audience is just screaming these insults at this little baby and calling him ugly and doing all these just horrible things that you would ne You would never do this to a baby. You'd never do this in public. But here we are screaming at this baby. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I loved, I loved it. I loved that aspect of it. But it was honestly the my two least favorites were that one and the Christmas one where it's like the futuristic Scrooge. Yes. Um, uh, I I wrote down Skeletrex uh, as yeah. my least favorite. But yeah, I it just it didn't quite click for me. Right. And it just didn't have Tim Robinson in it and he's just so good mm -hmm. so yeah there was that weird it i felt like it kind of it was a cousin to the song the also the night that the skeletons came to lie right i feel like it was a cousin to that skit but it just didn't hit it for me yeah uh, another one of my favorite was uh the choking skit with uh he was oh. at the restaurant with his friend, and that there was like some celebrity uh, named Caleb went there, and he he ended up choking on an appetizer, but he didn't want to look embarrassed in front of the celebrity Caleb went. <laughs> yeah, and he kept like drinking and eating, but he couldn't get anything through his throat, so it just kept falling out of his mouth. Yeah. He kept blaming the water for being stinky, and his friends like yeah. the water doesn't stink. <laughs> I could save your life right now. Okay. Too thin of a slice. Oh, that one With was. Glenn. That one was uh, really good. Yeah, that's another one that just goes on way too long. <laughs> so what happens is they're at a birthday party or a housewarming party or something for 
the guy that plays Glenn on Walking Dead. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but I'm going to stall for just a second. And his name is Glenn Ree. Nope, that's his fictional character name. <laughs> his name is Stephen Yoon. Uh, okay, so he's Stephen Yoon is the focus of this birthday party, housewarming party, whatever it is, and he's getting all of these gifts. And of course, people are also offering gift receipts. And when Tim Robinson, Tim Robinson, uh, offers his gift, he's like, "Yeah, I love it." And Tim Robinson goes, "Give me back the receipt." I want the receipt. I want to know you're not going to return this. Give me the receipt. <laughs> so Glenn or Steven gives him back the receipt and he eats it right there. And then the skit goes on for another 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, Tim Robinson is like clutching his stomach and, oh, I'm so sick. I'm so sick. There must have been a big sloppy mud pie all over this receipt. Oh, you probably didn't wash your hands, did you? Oh, you shouldn't have had such a big sloppy mud pie. <laughs> and it just, the skit keeps on going to the point where another person in the skit ends up like purelling her hands and also eating a receipt and making sure that Steven's character does not touch the receipt. Otherwise, the receipt would be caked in shit. <clears throat> uh, so <clears throat> they're trying to see if she also gets sick. So if it's receipt paper that makes you sick or if it's because he took too sloppy of a mud pie and he didn't wipe very well because he took too thin of a slice. And by the end of this skit, everybody's mad at the guy who's having the party instead of the guy that's eating the receipt and pretending to have a stomach ache. And that's another interesting twist to this show. Yeah. Not only do the skits go way too long, but like I was saying, the protagonist and the antagonist kind of swap places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it's so good. I just love how everyone just at like they just join in like, oh yeah, this guy has a point. Like, give me back my gift receipt. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh there was another skit that uh reminded me of that. Uh the jazz fan Howie skit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like they're playing charades or they're playing like guess the celebrity or whatever. And people are trying to put in, like, Julia Roberts or Brad Pitt, and then you throw out information to get them to guess it. But uh, Howie from this skit, <clears throat> I wrote down all the names of the people that he mentioned, all the jazz legends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, we have jazz legend Marcus the Worms Hicks, <laughs> Thaddeus Finks. Mookie Kramer and the Eight Balls, the King of the Tuck Tuck Sound, he can hit the high C all night long, Roy Donk, Tiny Boop Squig Shorterly, and Paul Bufano. <laughs> yeah, Paul Bufano, Paul Bufano. <laughs> <laughs> so he keep they keep pulling all these names out of the hat, and they're like, we don't we don't know who he, this person is. You don't know Roy Donk? <laughs> you don't. He was on the Colgate Comedy Hour. You don't know Paul Bufano? You don't know Paul Bufano? <laughs> and by the end of this skit, everybody's mad at the host of the party who's like, this isn't how you're supposed to play. And every and he's just getting frustrated that nobody can play the game. But everybody's like joining Howie's side, including his girlfriend, and going, man, this party sucks. We got to get out of here, Howie. We don't want to be a part of this lame party where 
obviously Howie is the one that should be excised from the party. He's even like he's asking for gazpacho soup and he's claiming it burned his lips because it's room temperature. Uh, he's asking them to like go up into their Christmas uh, decorations and pull out a nutcracker because he brought a whole bunch of like full size walnuts that need to be cracked. And he's just being absolutely ridiculous, but everybody still sides with him, even though he's just the worst party guest you could possibly imagine. Yeah. That one is a good one. I mean, there's there's so many good ones, it's hard to... Uh, isn't it? It's hard to narrow down five. Uh, fully loaded nachos? Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> uh, that was That's probably... Yeah. This is a pretty stupid skit, but it was... They're all stupid, but they're all funny. Uh, Tim Robinson is on a date, and is he's sharing a plate of nachos with his with his girlfriend or his date or whoever and she keeps taking all the fully loaded nachos with all the cheese and the sour cream and the meat leaving him with like just chips and he goes and like asks the waiter to stop her from eating all the fully loaded nachos it's stupid but it plays out so well it does. And at the end, he, he's like, we're going to be so early for the movie. She's like, we're not going to the movie. He's like, what? Like his voice changes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was that was one of my first favorite ones for sure. Uh, and another one, this might be my favorite. Like if I were going to try and get somebody to watch this show, I'd probably show him the cool motorcycle skit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's really only 90 seconds, maybe two minutes. And it's Tim Robinson walking around looking like a very stereotypical biker guy with a leather jacket, red bandana. He's like, whoa, cool motorcycle. When he sees a motorcycle on the street and then he sees a car and he's like, oh, two motorcycles with a little house in between. <laughs> wow. And he just keeps seeing different things that he's describing as, oh, a motorcycle for babies? Wow. And by the end of the skit, he's like being beamed back into a spaceship full of motorcycle guys. He's like, yeah, they got motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> like they're going to invade Earth or maybe they're just going to come down and share our motorcycles or something. But it's. Yeah. I mean, my Great. favorite part of that skit was when he saw the the, the giant, like, Greyhound bus. And he just loses yeah. his mind. It just falls to his knees. <laughs> that was great. Well, I think we've mentioned almost every skit in the show. Do you have any other ones that you wanted to talk about? Um, no, right. that's... So, I mean, that, there was one last that skit that I wrote down that I wanted to mention... <laughs> It's in my list of least favorite skits, but it is kind of interesting. And I think it's the last skit of the entire show is when he's in Jim Davis's house. Do you remember that? Yes, that one also did not quite make it on my list, but it was it was just kind of odd. Yeah, it... I was actually watching an interview with Tim Robinson right before we got together to do this. And he was talking mm -hmm. to Seth Meyers. Is that the old SNL guy? Yeah, he yes. was talking to Seth Meyers, and they were talking about the show, and they had worked together previously. And apparently, Tim Robinson is a little bit 
too nuts with some of his sketches, even for SNL. So a lot of his stuff got rejected, and he ended up bringing it over to I Think You Should Leave Now. I Think You Should Leave. There's no now there. And this Garfield sketch really feels like an SNL skit to me. Yeah. Actually, gosh, I was so surprised that, I mean, so many good skits, and it's just like, how did those not make it onto SNL? And it's probably just because they're a little oddball, they take just a crazy yeah. direction. And I think they might be long, too. Right, yeah, it's probably mm-hmm. a little long. But yeah, uh, in this skit, they uh, Tim Robinson ends up being friends with somebody who bought Jim Davis's old house, and it's fully furnished with garfield chairs and garfield couches and garfield tv and apparently jim davis got drunk one night and came back to the house and started like trying to get something out of the person that was currently in there it was a treasure garfield treasure (laughs) (laughs) that's correct (laughs) yeah so that wouldn't it definitely wasn't one of my favorite but i thought it was interesting and it felt very SNLE to me. Yeah. So that's pretty much everything I had about I think you should leave. Uh, I highly recommend everybody give it a try. I don't know if everybody's going to love it, but I think everybody should try it. I did want to ask, is there anything else you've been watching lately? What have you been watching that's been interesting? Oh, honestly, I've just been... I've been on Disney Plus. I, I watched um, Captain America: The First Avenger for the first time. Yeah. Um, I don't even know when that came out, like 2014. I've seen. But that was actually pretty good. I think I've seen one of the like modern Marvel movies, and it was like Infinity War or something. I'm way behind mm-hmm. on all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you've you've seen the very last one. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, the last one was Endgame. Okay. So I think I think you're second to last. But um, uh, you know, on Disney Plus they have um, they have in chronological order like a timeline, so you can watch, you know, it's Captain America: The First Avenger, and then Captain Marvel, and then like the two Iron Man movies. I didn't know they did that. That's a really cool idea. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so I'm I'm trying to work my way through those, and then it's on to Star Wars. I need to catch my girlfriend up. She's only watched like those those three that we grew up with in middle school with Hayden Christensen. Yeah. The prequels. I heard something horrible this week. So the time frame between the original star Wars movies and Phantom Menace is the same amount of Uh time between the Phantom Menace and now. Yeah. Really? Time is a son of a bitch. (laughs) That is crazy, yeah. Uh, and I, I can't wait for all the new Star Wars films coming out on Disney+. Plus. What, what is there, like 14 new ones? Uh, well, or something it depends on how many more people get canceled over the next year. Oh, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> but uh, has she seen The Mandalorian? Okay. Yes, we've watched all of The Mandalorian. Everybody I know is watching The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to get my dad into right? it even. Because, I mean, he's a Western fan, and this is just a space yeah. Western. like, I'll walk into any random building, and I'll go, hey, anybody watching The Mandalorian? And everybody says yes. The old men, yeah. the young women, the angry teenagers, the creepy goth people. Everybody's watching The Mandalorian. 
right? I don't even know. Would you say it's more successful? Well, I don't know about success rate, but like, would you say it's up there with Game of Thrones as far as viewers? God, I mean, that's obvi- That's certainly something we could check fairly easily. But if I'm just right. guessing off the top of my head, probably. I mean. Yeah, I would feel like it almost surpasses it because it hits so many different age groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I was thinking about Game of Thrones recently. It's really interesting how Game of Thrones was the most popular thing for years. Like, everybody's on top of Game of Thrones. It's huge. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody wants more of it. And then they botched that last season so hard that nobody wants <laughs> yeah. to discuss it anymore. Like, if you take a look at yeah. Breaking Bad... It was a huge thing. Everybody was watching it. Everybody still wants to talk about it. Uh, let's go maybe Sopranos. Everybody was watching The Sopranos. It's still watchable. It's still talkable. Talk about a bull. But <laughs> Game of Thrones, it just it fell off a cliff somehow. Yeah, I mean, that war should have ended. Like, it should have lasted, like, two seasons or at least a season. You know, it. What did it last? An episode, yeah, some, maybe? Was that the last? Yeah, episode? I felt like that last season is just we knew everything that was going to happen. We were just watching everybody march into position and then fight, and it was just ah, that last season really no good. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they did some spinoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that, I, I don't know if I've heard anything about that. Last I heard was. Uh, the people that directed the last Star Wars or something was directing it. Oh, interesting. But that was some years ago. Um. Oh, there was another. Oh, I'm excited for the new Mortal Kombat movie. I've coming seen out. trailers. That does look good. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. There was that Mortal Kombat movie that came out like in the late '90s, early 2000s, or something. There were certain mm-hmm. people that just loved that movie. And it's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, I, it, it'd be nice to see because the, the graphics just yeah. weren't there back in the '90s. So, it it'll be cool to see. Especially, I mean, the writing probably wasn't really there either. But I have this nostalgic appeal. To I it, remember you know? <laughs> some of the kids that were just like into martial arts or into karate or just kind of more physical kind of kids were just like, yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, so I think that comes out April 16th, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah. How about you? What have you been watching? Uh, oh, Modern Family is on Hulu. Oh, uh, I'm okay. not big on, like, family sitcoms, but Modern Family is so good. I could I just turn it on and let it run in the background while I'm playing something on the computer. Uh is it still going? I, they finished it at like 11 seasons. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I watched a bunch of it. I just, um, I think it's just towards the end. I just I stopped watching for mm-hmm. a little while. And Freaks and Geeks, also on Hulu. Everybody watch Freaks and Geeks. Everybody watch Freaks and Geeks. Everybody go watch Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> yeah, that one's super good. You said it's yes. on Hulu? And oh, I actually, okay. I bought the DVDs like two weeks before it showed up on Hulu because I was reading some weird internet rumors that a whole bunch of the music licenses weren't 
legally obtained or something. Not that I'm trying to slander Judd oh. Apatow. I this is something I read. It's not something I am aware of. And I just I didn't think it was ever going to be streamed again. So I bought the DVDs and then boop, there it there it shows up. So <laughs> right. Uh, another good one you should check out is um, it's on Hulu. It's uh, what we do. What yeah, what we do it's in that the vampire mockumentary, right? Exactly. It's I, so good. I need good. to do an entire episode on mockumentaries because they're it's a difficult subject to tackle, but they're always really good. Uh, there's this yeah. is Spinal Tap. Uh, there was that Documentary Now series on uh, <laughs> Netflix. Documentary Now with Fred Armisen and Bill Hader. That was a genius show. Yeah, so good. Is that still streaming? I. It was on yes, Netflix. It's on it? Netflix, and it's yeah. got three seasons. I think it's still there, and it's a Netflix original. So I would assume it would stay there forever-ish. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. There's so many, so many good shows out nowadays. It's just gonna yep. get better. <laughs> just. <laughs> well, I think that's just about everything we've got for this week. Uh, this is Ricky D with Best Flicks. I'm part of the Twist My Arm Network. I'm also on the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. You can find all of this at uh, Best Flicks Ricky D on Twitter, at Twist My Arm on Twitter. Ryan, my co-host here, is Alva Fox on Instagram, and seriously, he does some really cool art. His art is the prettiest art of all the art, and you should check it out <laughs> if you want a cool mask with tentacles on it. Uh, he has it available for you to order. And I think, yeah. That's right. Yeah, through threadless.com. And uh, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, bags, pillowcases. I mean, pretty much name it, you can buy it. Yeah, so check out his stuff. It's really cool. I've got it hanging out behind me. Uh, we're not doing this live, but if you watch Sudden But Inevitable, we do, do the, we do show those live. I've got paintings of Zoe, my dog. There's Dwight Schrute behind me. There's this cool sunset. It's kind of lame, but it's also really cool. It's actually not one I've done. I think it's uh, not you. No, I think that was um, that was the roommate that we evicted. Ah, <laughs> well, look at all this art I've got. I'll replace that one. <laughs> yeah, now you're gonna see it and see her. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been Ricky D. Best Flicks with Ricky D. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me on.